RPG Pop Club. RPG Pop Club. RPG Pop Club. RPG Pop Club. Yeah! Hi, I'm Philip Sokoloff. And I'm Sarah Nicole Carter. And this is RPG Pop Club. Each week, <laughs> play a Star Trek tabletop RPG adventure and then we review it. Today, we are playing Termination 1456. That's right, Sarah Nicole. We're joined by two of our players. Um, we have with us April, who plays Laishasa. Hello. Yay. And we have Aaron, who plays uh, Cock Tie Balls. Also, yay. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> April, how are you doing? I'm all right. I'm here. <laughs> Fantastic. Aaron? I am not here, but I'm doing all right, too. <laughs> Where'd you go? You guys, we are know. playing today the third in our Klingon trilogy. This is the first standalone Klingon module, uh, Termination 1456. Came out in 1984, so right after that Klingon box set, right after uh, the final uh, reflection, the novel. Did you guys read the novel, Aaron yeah. and April? Oh, yeah. Yes, Philip read it to me. Oh, yes, I did. In the bath? With some juice. <laughs> yeah. I seriously got on a juice kick after this, just thinking about the juice and all the, the talk of the juice. I think we, we showed up to the game session with juice. Wasn't that kind of a thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, like, I don't remember what kind of had, but we did it. I did. Yeah. Instead of, uh, instead of Tranya, it was like juice for this part of it. Aaron, what did you think of the novel? It was really good. I enjoyed it. Uh, it was a little sort of slow to get started. You know, the first couple chapters, I was like, what on earth is going on and who are these people? Uh, and I, I, if I remember correctly, at one point, I had to circle back and reread a bunch of the names and be like, oh, that guy. But uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it a lot. It's it's one of those instances, and in, in I think there are times in other fandoms that are like this where you're like, man, I wish they had left this alone and we could call it canon. I mean, it's canon in our version, but like, I wish they hadn't retconned that, you know? It's almost, it, it was unique at the time for being considered almost canon. Obviously yeah. the RPG riffs off of it. You know, they kind of did it hand in hand with the RPG, but um, I really think Paramount kind of considered this like, kind of realized how um, special this was. They had struck struck off in a new direction and, and done something unique. Um, what did you think of it, April? I I enjoyed it. Um, I'm definitely one of those people that I I read or listen to books and then um, and then I move on, which is terrible. You forgot all about it. I kind of forgot about it. It's been a little while, but um, but yeah, I do remember. Um, I remember thinking that it's definitely a book that um, really made you think about stuff. I loved how it was, there was so much that revolved around um, a, a kind of a chess game that they had and um, and how you were constantly trying to figure out what their next moves were going to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Klinja. Yes, Klinja. That's what it was. Yes. Yeah. It's one of those books that rewards rereads because you're kind of like, you need to fill in the gaps. And there's so many things that um, aren't super obvious on the first read, maybe not even on the second or third read because it just zips right along. It's a very, it's a very intelligent book. All the characters have uh, different agendas and stuff. 
Yeah. One of the cool ideas from the book is that um, it uses Orion females a lot. Uh-oh. April, and so that's, you've decided to play an Orion female yeah, for the game. Definitely where I got my inspiration. <laughs> it's actually in the rules. It, it says, you know, no, you can't play an Orion, uh, a green Orion or an Orion female. Um, but it says uh, you can't in the rules, really? Yeah. It's like, oh, they're just, you know, eh, they're slaves and they're not really interesting or whatever. But what? <laughs> this has been a super versatile character. Oh, I love it. Yeah. And well, my, my initial. Um, uh, my initial idea was that she's, you know, sort of an assassin type character. Um, Your favorite. I know, I do love playing assassins. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, of course, I'm the consort of captain and, and that sort of thing. And uh, it gives me power so that I can be, um, you know, the mind behind the man kind of a thing. <laughs> I think that's you such have a like, experience with that in real life, of course. Yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> such a wild idea that this the author said that you couldn't play an orion of this module um not in the module no just in the you know, i think in the klingon rule set or one of the other rule sets it's sort of like yeah it's it's not really um well you know in any rpg i guess they'll tend to many of them will will give like a list of of playable races and then races that they consider npc races and just for whatever reason, they considered this an NPC race. Um, I mean, there, there isn't a lot of precedent in the show, at least at that point, to what the character would be like. Um, and so maybe they, they wanted to paint it in a certain way as like really a, a too savage for, um, uh, for PCs. I don't know. We, of course, trust the PCs in our group. We trust the players to play anything, to play God characters or uh mindless beast savages <laughs> or, or whatever uh so i have no problem with that i think just i yeah. i'm gonna sorry i'm gonna not yeah. be over this for a minute okay. i think that i hate that you couldn't play them or that they were suggested you couldn't and i love how much development in some of the new star trek series there have been around the orions as a race and a culture Mm -hmm. And kind of their place in the new Star Trek universe is kind of cool and interesting. I think Discovery did some cool stuff with Orions. This most then, recent season, yeah. Yeah, well, and then, um, yeah, the recent season, yes. Very cool stuff. And then was it Enterprise that had that other Orion episode? Where, the, where they were like, the girls are the mind behind all of this. That's the surprise. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's an enterprise. It's, it's never an a surprise, right? Isn't there an Orion character on uh, the new cartoon as well? Yeah, yeah, the yeah, and that is oh, an amazing Dex. cartoon, by the way. That's probably actually my favorite new Star Trek franchise, Lower Decks. Nice, oh, Lower Decks. It's so funny. It is so funny, and there's so many inside jokes that you would only get if you were a super fan. And they throw them out so casually that you don't even hear them. And then 20 minutes later, you're like, what? Wait a minute. He was talking about this. It's really cool. Anyway, okay. Tirade over. Please continue. Good times. We're, we're a fan of uh, funny versions of Star Trek. Mm -hmm. That here. Well, we got a lot of ground to cover. And uh, I'm, are you guys excited to talk about this module, Termination 1456? Hell yeah. Yes. All right. It's especially. <laughs> like I said, it was 1984. The author is Dale L. 
Kemper. Earnhardt. Oh, who? Dale L. Kemper. Okay. Um, and Dale, it's... you need to get in touch with us, bud. We've been we've been wanting to talk to you. Okay. If you're still alive, oh. please let us know. <laughs> That's so mean. I think... Everyone's face. This is obviously a radio situation, but everybody's face. <laughs> when you said that, we apologize, Dale, for Aaron. He will be removed what? from the podcast. Come on, man. <laughs> Jesus. Most of us were barely alive then. Come on. It's entirely oh. possible. Seriously, Dave, if you're alive, let us know. Dale. Would like Dale. His name is Dale. Dale. Jeez. Oh. See? Oh, man. Insults. That's, Here we go, Aaron. Can we, can we, slow can down we cut, on the juice, man. Yeah, can we cut that part? Actually, that was no. We're leaving it back in the past. Slow down on the juice. All right. Okay. Dale, we will make sure Aaron is on that call if you uh, join us, so you can yell at him. Oh yeah, actually, that's that's perfect. Or we'll let you kill one of his NPCs. We'll do something. There you go. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's a great Patreon tier. Can ki- you can kill Aaron? If someone pays us $500, yeah. I'll let you kill Aaron's player character. <laughs> there you go. No. I'm down for rolling up new player characters. That's, Philip that's said perfect. no, but we're doing Jurassic Park sometime soon. Yeah. I will be so if you pay us 500 bucks, I will kill Aaron for you. <laughs> that sounds bad. I shouldn't say that on the radio. I will kill perfect. Aaron's player character in this role-playing RPG. Yeah. What's that? You hear that, FBI? You hear it? Loud and clear. <laughs> with love when they, when they find my corpse you're gonna oh be my the God. very first one we're gonna talk to taking dark they're turns. gonna say thank you thank you it's finally over all right let's move along uh-huh <laughs> well there's no commander's log because uh our, our klingons are too cool for school in that way so let's do a landing party let's meet the characters Hi, my name is John, and I play Cole Sutai Varsok, Captain. I am Eric, and I'm playing Kogrun Tai Ooze. I'm Sarah Nicole, and I'm playing Mogrilla Tai Zardox. I'm uh, Dave, and I'm playing uh, Commander Moog of the uh, House of Kokash. I'm April, and I'm playing Laishasa the Generous. I'm Aaron. And I am playing Lieutenant Kak Tai Baz. I'm Ava, and I'm playing Lieutenant Keja Tai Zorus. All right, let's jump right in. Helm. Where are you, John? Uh, are I'm you in the, the bath or in your dirge? Okay. Uh, I'm in the bath. I'm in the bath. All right. All right. Right. Yes. It's a, we, it's a bath of juice. Mm. <laughs> it's a <laughs> juice bath. And while I'm in the juice bath, I'm drinking coffee. Um, there you go. <laughs> action. We're hereby ordered to planet Moldor 5, Imperial, Imperial Garrison Planet, ISF 278G. Please head there at warp 4. Oh, that's right. Acting! Sutai Vars- Captain Sutai Varsak. So then if I can have my officers gather after I finish my bath. And Do so we gather in the bath? We could always join you in the bath. That's right. I love the way Dave said that. So like suave. (laughs) (laughs) And we can always join you in the bath. (laughs) Dave. All right. Let's do it. 
So all the officers of the IKV Atropos got in the bath, especially Dave. There were a lot of jokes about the juice, what kind of juice it was, where the juice came from. Action. Increase warp speed. The warp factor six. Acting. Yes, we got 21 days. All right, officers. Here we are being sent out to this Imperial planet to execute um, termination order 1456. So we, we need to go eliminate Thought Admiral Crador. He is treasonous and trying to create a mini empire. Yes, he's got a great political personality with lots of people. So this was great. You guys, the crew spent their 21-day journey coming up with a plan. You guys literally spent 68 minutes <laughs> of game time coming up with teams and plans and backup plans. Um, let's see how you did. The Atropos dropped out of warp speed to find a huge fleet orbiting Moldor 4. We're talking Empire Strikes Back here, complete with a super massive flagship. Okay, we open communication. <clears throat> Hello, this is uh, the ship Atropos. We're here for a uh, routine resupply. Uh, confirm Atropos. You're here requesting resupply. Atropos, you're welcome to to dock with the uh, with the flagship here. Wonderful, Commander. And, uh, re resupply, and uh, but you will have to stay remain aboard your ship. Atenar, I'd hope to have a moment with the admiral and uh, to perhaps hear some of his tales of the Romulan skirmishes that have happened out here. And his tales are known far and wide. We have a, a gift as as an exchange for hearing his Romulan tales. Mm hmm. Atropos docked on Crador's flagship. The crew noticed that the Klingon Empire symbol had been painted off of the whole fleet. They received permission to beam down to the planet for a social visit. Once on the planet, Mogrilla's scans revealed that the second floor of the headquarters building was shielded from attack. The shielding, of course, also prevented direct beaming in and out. The PCs were invited to dinner there. However, Admiral Crador sent his regrets. Cla Captain Klull offers his gift anyway. You know, as customary, I wanted to offer my consort uh, to the Admiral. Perhaps um, since he's not here, I can send her to him. Yeah, I was going to do a dance for him and everything. Tell us, Captain, yeah. what, is, what is your next destination? Well, we were looking to goof around a little and get some prizes uh, for the Empire. Right? <laughs> Along the uh, along the border. Okay, well, uh, you know, we um, we all have great faith in our, our governor, the Thought Admiral, and um, I think it'd be wise to join us. Um, the the glory could be great. Oh, join you? Well, that Indeed, sounds... join our join our fleet. That sounds awesome. It Let's does. Do... Your fleet is such impressive, which which would bring much glory. I loved, you know, there, there's the whole idea of um, offering Lyshasa as a gift. <laughs> and the players are like, um, is that a thing in Klingon culture where they offer their their consort as a gift to other people? Just, you know, I was like, well, why not? Yeah. It is now. Why not? <laughs> Oops, I like your seduction techniques too. Yeah, I was going to do a dance for him and everything. <laughs> right. Amazing. <laughs> Perfect. 
Yeah. I think it's a good idea, though. Okay, we'll see if it was a good idea, I guess. Um, the crew be- beamed back to the ship for the night, having received vague assurances of a meeting with the Admiral to seal the deal of their joining him. But Leishasa was brought to the medical section in an underground level of the headquarters building. Uh-oh. Okay, my my dress is literally just made of a rope. <laughs> right. Right. Well, they ran some scans on her. They confiscated her communicator and they put her in a private room for overnight observation. Okay. Um, as far as the Klingons, I mean, they are susceptible to my pheromones and stuff, right? Yeah. If you okay. want to work them, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I do work them a little bit um, and basically just try to distract them while I swipe various, very small, you know, like I, I swipe a bottle, an empty bottle that will be less noticeable. The next morning, with the Klingon guards fighting over her, she's able to find and retrieve her communicator. She also asks them what they think of the Admiral. They think he's so amazing. They get this like slightly fuzzy look in their eyes, and they're like, oh, you have no idea. He's just brilliant and inspirational um, and, and very hot. And uh, <laughs> if anyone can fix this Empire's problems, it's him. So her adventures continued as she saw many laboratories on the level, some with an obvious function, others not so obvious. There seemed to be a lot of pharmacology labs. Hmm. Hmm. Magrilla and Keja were also on the prowl. They poked around the first floor of the headquarters building, fixing to get some Klingon scientist boyfriends. Do you guys know this boss guy? Is he cool? We're thinking about joining up. Their eyes get a little fuzzy and they're like, oh, he's so cool, you guys. Amog, Kak, and Kogrun teamed up for another mission. As I go, I uh, I start saying, you know, man, I'm wondering, you know, this uh, this prayer guy, he, he seems, all these people really are into them. I'm wondering, maybe he's, uh, maybe we're doing the wrong thing. Maybe what? Maybe we're doing the wrong thing. I know we have our orders, but man, all these people are like. Maybe there's a, all these Klingons are so into following the Admiral. Maybe the Admiral's onto something here. I'm wondering if Eric has a fuzzy look in his eyes. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. I also feel like that was the beginning of you shattering, Eric. Like the first clip I've heard. Engineer Eric is in the room with me, so I'm looking at him when I say this. But this is the first like real Shatner monologue I think we've heard from. Loved it from Eric. Um, so Cock splits off to execute his part, which is a really dirty sentence when I say that. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Yeah. So I'm yeah I'm visiting the the shuttle bay hangar by way of the water tower. So. So checking out the water tower as I go past, observing its structural integrity, the layout of the guards, just, you know, observationally, whatever information that I can get out the water tower as I go past on my okay. way to the shuttle bay hangar. At the shuttlecraft bay, he finds some Klingons busy painting off the Imperial trefoil. Yes, it looks much better this way. They sort of like, they smile serenely and nod in full agreement. I'm starting to get some suspicion these guys are all drugged. 
Mm-hmm. Um, uh, excellent. Uh, tell me more about your shuttle systems here. They're very efficient. Uh, specifically, while I'm talking to these ding-a-dongs, I'm uh, looking for where their um, the homing beacon is for the shuttle. All right, they show you how it works. Like, yeah, you know, sweet uh, computer. You go beep, boop, boop, and uh, sets the uh, coordinates and projects it out and transmits it to uh, through uh, to any uh, shuttle's auto computer to be able to pick up as as soon as they hit atmosphere. Great, and it works on any Klingon shuttle, or does it need a yeah. particular set of authentication nope. codes? Or any Klingon shuttle, it allows them to come in for an effortless pilotless landing. It's the latest and greatest technology. Excellent. I, I like that you go beep boop boop. I feel like mm-hmm. that's a t-shirt. <laughs> go beep, oh yeah, well Star Trek, you know they. There's just like there's always just these endless panels of buttons and switches and lights, and nothing's labeled. And nothing gives any like discernible feedback. They just kind of go beep boop. So I try try to recreate that atmosphere a bit. You did a grand job. Oh, dude, it was perfect. It was beautiful. (laughs) It was like Star Star Trek. (laughs) Beep boop boop. All right. Lashasa snuck up to the second floor to try to assassinate (gasps) Krator. After much sneaky exploration, she found him. <laughs> okay. And I tell him I was sent up here to pleasure him. And I blast like all my pheromones at him because I'm super into him. All right. So long story short, what are you trying? Okay. So I'm making him a drink and I'm putting a sleeping draft in it. Okay. All right. So all right. Um, he takes the drink and passes out. Okay. Um, I grab onto him and I use my communicator and I say, can we beam up now, please? Does it work? Well, of course, this is the area that is shielded from oh, beaming. Oh, shoot. That's right. Drag him. Oh, I didn't think about that. Uh, yeah, I just drag him back down. Naturally, she didn't get very far. There are cameras everywhere and guards descended on her from multiple directions. Ooh. Okay. Well, I still have more poisons on me. Oh, and I had that scalpel. So I slice his throat. Slice his artery. Unfortunately, you can't bring yourself to do it. No! That's true. I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm sorry we have to summarize this so quickly. You guys have got to uh, subscribe to the Patreon if you want the full audio. But she had lots of, it's like a big, big-ass solo adventure. I, I did. Sneaking around up there. I was so mad. I, I thought I had it planned out so brilliantly, and I forgot about the, uh, the shielded shield mm-hmm. thing so mad <laughs> i i was freaking out because i was like sad. i was like oh this is it this is the end she's done it and then i was like nope it's shielded and then she's like well i slit his throat and i'm like no there's she can't do that and we'll get to the reason why after the break no in a few minutes here so she was taken back to the basement level and put in a cage like an animal we've got to find a way to suppress her pheromones Oh, um, there is actually a, a way to um, put her at rest. Oh. Let, yes, if, if you let her have her way, um, she'll calm down for <laughs> roughly about two weeks. <laughs> and, then, and then she'll need to be tamed again. Um, and they'll... <laughs> well, you'll have to come and do the deed, Captain. 
This is our group. Oh goodness. My face is bright red. I'm sorry, dear listeners, but we're very mature people. Oh no, it was a great scene. Like there's like a big arena scene, right? And all the scientists are there in their white coats. Right. And Crator like watching from a high balcony. And like, you know, they're all studying um the way Captain Klull uh, tames the beast. <laughs> It's like a clean job match, yeah. Except and we made more, we made know. him roll, you know, made everybody roll for stuff. Oh my god, yeah, it was hilarious. It was silly. Regardless, he tamed her with great aplomb. It could have been an embarrassing setback, but instead, honor restored. They beam back to the ship for the night. Indeed, the next morning, some of the crew put their heads together to try to figure out the problem of apparent mind control which seems to be affecting Lyshasa and Kugrun and a good deal of Kratos' people. Amog runs some scans and he detected an unusual signal wave. He deduced that the Atropos' food synthesizer had been altered. Keja ran a scan to try to detect the source of the wave. Commander, I detect these waves coming from the command ship, or the flagship. Actually, wait, any number of the ships. They're all coming from all of the ships. That's a lot of ships. Amog stays in the ship to try to neutralize the wave. The rest beam down to the planet. Magrilla and Kogroon go to the headquarters building and attend a screening of some inspirational media? Admiral Crador made a surprise visit. I kill him. I put, I grab her firearms. I like, kill no, Eric. You, that. <laughs> <laughs> you bring dishonor upon us. Whoa. Uh, Kagroon and Kratos' guards prevented Magrilla's assassination attempt and arrested her. Boo. Meanwhile, Cock had hacked a replacement homing beacon and placed it at the base of the water tower. So one of, one of my one of my maggots back on ship, you know, one of the assholes who works in the engineering department with me, I I use my communicator to tell him to uh, dispatch the shuttle remotely and make sure that nobody's on board because uh, it uh, doesn't need anyone on board. Crador came along with a bunch of bodyguards. The shuttlecraft followed the beacon and impacted with the water tower! Ah! Here we switch scenes to Klull, Keja, and Lyshasa who are attempting to make contact with the planet's natives. There's a whole side plot about how the natives are going to attack the garrison at just the right moment. There was also a side plot about Amog not only successfully shielding the Atropos from the harmful waves, but also detecting who on board is already infected and then throwing them in the brig. And there was another side plot about Mogrilla breaking her bonds and escaping. <laughs> Finally, we cut back to Cock and the exploding water tower and Krador. So as the uh, collision with the water tower happens, I immediately duck behind the nearest uh, like something uh, and I get out uh, the explosives that I had intended uh, for the water tower if my shuttle plan were to fail. Cock runs at Krator with his explosives. The security guards throw themselves in front of Krator on top of Krator. Cock detonates the explosive and goes to the Black Fleet, hopefully taking Krator with him. Mm -hmm. Krator, however, survives. No! 
The no. red alert going on everywhere. The ships are all moving into battle formation. A Moog beams Captain Claw onto the scene of the explosions. I'm gonna grab like a um some a piece of the debris or so forth and like very subtly like helping him up and like kind of stab him. You know, like he got injured from the explosion, so he dies. All right, you stab him. Yeah, He's and dead. I'm gonna whisper. I'm gonna whisper him as He's we do dead. it. You've you've been relieved of your duties. well crater was dead but it didn't look good for our hero's chance of escape but aaron made a new character and broadcast an inspirational message let's see how he did citizens of the klingon empire warriors Klingons all, you have now been freed from your mind slavery to the so-called Thought Admiral. His poisoning of you, his ownership of your mind and your soul, your weakness, your shame, it is now over. You are welcome once again to rejoin the Klingon Empire and earn your glory back again. His death brings him to a dishonorable end, but those of his line are not necessarily dishonored. Return back to the emperor, to the empire, and you may once again earn that honor back for your line without relying on a simple mind control, on sciency tricks and games. <laughs> we know what has been happening here and it reeks of Romulan behavior. <laughs> Embrace your Klingonness, and the Emperor will reward you. Stand down, obey our governor, which we will be bringing down to the surface. And again, you will be welcomed back into the fold of the Empire. Woo! Yeah. yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. Incredible speech. I know. E you know, even even a stop clock tells the right time twice a day. But, uh, <laughs> that was definitely one of my more inspired ones. It felt nice. Yeah, you made yeah. it for your stinker in the uh, Isle of Destiny episode. Boy. That one did so bad. Yeah. <laughs> now, that Thanks. was great, man. That yeah. was not Woo. edited or anything. That was just boom, one shot. Yeah. I know. I, I took a little misstep around the, the science-y, whatever that part was. I wrote <clears throat> science-y tricks and games. I wrote it down as a t-shirt idea. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I loved it. Well, <laughs> yeah. thank you. I, it was, uh, that one That one was good. I liked that. Romulan, it stinks of Romulan. Science-y tricks and games. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. I, Aaron, so that was one part where you distinguish yourself. The other one, we sort of like, zip through it in the in the um in the recap but man it was so great so you came up with the whole thing with the water tower and we're going to go get back to that but then also um there's this whole thing of how you were throwing explosives at him and the security guards were in the way and um and there was basically only one way you could do it and you decided that you would go out in a blaze of glory and, and yeah. do a suicide run at him absolutely and that was just yep. like so cinematic and wonderful and so and klingon you know thank you totally. it uh it was one of those things for me where i was just like and i think i remember like leading up to it there was a lot of like you know me texting you privately and like hey i'm actually bringing twice as much explosives as i said i was going to and like you know this mind control right so i don't trust anybody 
Um, and so I, you know, I, I throw my explosives. I text you, I'm like, I only throw half my explosives. And then when I finally get down to it, oh, that didn't work. Well, I throw the rest of my explosives and everybody's like, what? You didn't, you didn't have any more. And I'm like, oh no, that's what you thought. It was great. But it's also one of those things where like you were throwing explosives and like, you know, I have to give the NPCs a chance to to dodge or to stop them. I, like I said, the security guys were throwing themselves in, in front of them. Yeah. The bad guys were passing all their rolls. Oh, it was killing me. Preventing you from doing anything. Yeah. I was like, all right, man, this is only one way to do it. And you did it. I know. You kept rolling 20s and I was just, I was dying. I mean, it was fair and square, you know, what was I going to do? But uh, it, it hurt. I'm not going to lie. It hurt real bad. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's cool. What what other moments were great for you guys, Sarah Nicole? Um, I I had a lot of fun messing around. I think with Ava this game, mm-hmm. but I don't think my character did a lot of super exciting sneaky stuff. More than anything, I think I did try to kill Eric, which was a fun thing. Um, but you didn't let me kill Eric, which is pretty rude. I love the fact that Aaron, that you were texting Philip. I love that shit. I love it when people are talking to Philip outside of the room. I love a post-it note. I love a text. I love a phone call in the other room and then coming back in with like sneaky smirk on your face. Hell yeah. yeah. (laughs) My favorite thing. And I want to do that all the time. I love it when everybody has different information because it's so fun. Otherwise you have, you meta all the time because you're in the room, you're hearing what everybody else is hearing. Even if you're not in the room and then you're like meta, meta, meta. And so when you can't meta because you've done some tricky thing, like leaving your explosives and telling them, Oh, it's fun. I love that. I love that you were doing that. And this module, Hell yes. it sets it sets that up that entry party conflict and mistrust with the whole idea of the mind control drug. It's just so Star Trekky and so fun that you know you start to suspect what's going on with the NPCs, and then like you know er- Eric just perfectly subtly just starts taking his side, and then and then it's kind of like, well, what's going on with Lysha? So why didn't she kill him? And like, and and there were so many moments where you guys were like going on like private communicator channels you know and like using code and how you were talking to one another because you weren't sure who was listening in and you weren't sure like who of you on your uh, of your crew was like good or evil anymore well you know (laughs) relatively um there's so much great stuff with that yeah this is really one where you guys have to go and listen to the full recap the full the full gameplay all those you guys uh uh, Sarah Nicole, you and Neva getting boyfriends and like interrogating them <laughs> and like fighting over the boyfriends. And I think, um, you know, you stole Ava's boyfriend or, or whatever. That was great fun. Um, Eric, yeah. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say there, there's so many, so many side plots in this particular game. I mean, like we, we kind of half mentioned in there that there was a whole side plot where I think it was me and Ava and John and John who um who all went to like try to convince the natives of the planet to mm-hmm. you know to sort of rebel against them and like come in with the whole conflict if we you know if our other plans failed like yeah we we had so many plots was, going yeah on. a huge like uh, trek out into the wilderness you got yeah. ambushed by these natives and there was like you know seeing what they were like you know whether they were really cool or they were really willing to um to uh rebel and how you dealt with them 
if they were going to rebel, what you would do with them. Yeah. I think you guys just kind of like put down the rebellion at the end because your Klingons like, haha, screw you. Yeah. <laughs> um, haha, <laughs> we used you, stupid. <laughs> yeah. Still, I, it was it was really neat. I want to go back to the very beginning, the whole thing of that first hour of the gameplay, which was spent just planning. That to me was so great. So I gave you guys a bunch of information, just like you would if you're pulling up a computer and you were able to pull up what the forces on the planet were, um, the, uh, the the floor plans of the of the base and all that stuff, and see what you guys could come up with. And that's when you guys came up with all these ideas. First of all, the idea of Lyshasa being given as a gift. Mm -hmm. And that kind of plays into what we were talking about at the beginning, where maybe in Klingon society, they wouldn't expect um, an Orion female to have such agency, where she could then go and be an assassin. So that was cool. Mm -hmm. Aaron, your whole idea, you just pulled this out of, you just made this up. But you know, just looking at the military compound and seeing that there's a water tower and being like, aha, if we can topple that, what can we do with that? There's a lot of discussion. Maybe we could poison the water or mm -hmm. maybe the water is being poisoned and that's the drug. I mean, so many different angles were um, explored. And you came up with the idea of moving the, um, the shuttle beacon to be at the water tower and then just shut, summoning a shuttle to come and then explode against the water tower. And that's something that's not really suggested or hinted at in the module, but something that's like there and that to me is just perfect sandbox writing and sandbox play. I love it. Uh, it's, it's just so nonlinear, but it lets you got, gives you enough to do whatever you guys want to do. How is it? So, so question for you, because I, I haven't read the module. So yeah. how, how you mentioned that it was like it was there. And, and then, you know, again, I like saw that those things were next to each other. But like, did they did they acknowledge that like hey this thing is there if they want to do it this is how it's going to roll out or like or was it just like oh there's a water tower here and then you were left to sort of decide what happens if it blows up and right yeah no it it, it doesn't mention about it blowing up and it doesn't mention well so area 21 is the water tank and it talks about everything about it area 23 is the shuttle landing area and it talks about the automated homing beacon that that shuttle auto computers are able to pick up as they hit atmosphere. Um, and that's pretty much it. But I mean, uh, yeah, it was you who was able to stitch that together into uh, an opportunity. Hell yeah. Any questions that you asked about any of those things, I was able to answer from the module. So I didn't feel like I had to flail around or invent um, details. It just kind of was all there. That's awesome. So I really liked, it's almost like a war game scenario in that sense. They give you a lot of information, honestly, maybe too much information, but like I said, it's there if you need it. Information on, on all the troops, their ships, a timeline of like how they're, they're beaming up to the ships and when they're going to warp out, which I fudged, which is also okay, but also like a timeline of where Krator was at any given moment. And, um, and that was great too. It all just kind of, um, you, you guys had a lot of agency and you, it felt like you were interacting, I thought, with like a world that was just kind of going on and there was nothing sort of prede predestined or predetermined. That to me is just all the ultimate. 
that's a perfect way to write a module in my opinion. So it, it felt that way to me too. And I don't, I don't know how everybody else thought about it, but yeah, it absolutely felt like here's this big setup and go hog wild. You can do whatever you want in here without being too, too, too railroady, you know, um, which is great. And, but, but there was still enough of like a, a clear mission and direction for us that I never felt like, because sometimes you have those moments where it's like, okay, now what are you going to do? And we're like, uh, I don't know, what are we going to do? But like, yeah, we of course had like spent all this time planning, which I don't remember if we've had an opportunity to spin, you know, yarn about this before, but our, our team likes to be super prepared and we like to win. And so that's, that's why we spent all this freaking time planning because we like to be awesome and we've done so much stupid crap in the past that we tend to overdo it uh, a lot of time. Uh, we're like, okay, let's not end up with another situation where we all die because somebody pulls a lever. All right, let's plan this one, you know, to, to the very end and make sure we cover every contingency. And because it felt so, like such a sandbox, like we, we didn't know how it was going to go. Like we had plans to like free the prisoners and rile up the natives and blow up the water tower and, you know, stab Crator in the dick while, you know, you were doing a <laughs> sexy dance for him. And, you know, I mean, like who, who knows which of those things is going to bear fruit in the end, it was John beaming down and stabbing him yeah. maybe in the dick. I don't know. He has a habit of that, but. Um, well, there was a great, that was a great scene too, the way it all played out. We had like, because Eric was a traitor, I had like we, I had like basically all the plot lines converging on that moment. Sandra Cole had broken her chains, was running naked and ripped and glistening, like to try and like take him down. April was like running to try and, and uh, defend him. I had Eric like leading a, a troop of of Klingons, you know, <laughs> yeah, to to come to come and, and rescue him and. Uh, and then Dave doing all the sciencey stuff with trying to come up with an antidote and beam it around. He came up with all kinds of like great science talk about how oh, he yeah. was doing that, you know. And um, uh, it was just so epic, and it kind of just it covered every possible base. In in many ways, like you wouldn't want more elements in a module than this, and it really had so many elements. Well, April, tell me about that first hour for you. Was that were you able to uh, to keep up with that, or did you think that was boring? Um, if I recall correctly, that hour um, I had a hard time with. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I liked about about this particular module is that yes, it was a big sandbox, but there was a very definitive thing that we had to accomplish. <laughs> you right. know, in Star Trek, there's often it's just sort of like, oh, here's a planet, what's going to happen? And or or in a lot of you know just modules in general no matter what genre you're in um they'll give you a very specific thing and then there's a very specific way you're supposed to do stuff and this one i really liked because there was a definitive thing that you had to do but there was no concept of how it was supposed to be done mm -hmm. at all and i remember when when he first said you know said this to us it was kind of like well, shit how do we get in here <laughs> how do we how do we do this like i'm not actually you know any kind of um, military general or, you know, like, I don't know how to do this crap. Um, but we, we, between all of us, we really figured out a lot of different ideas and we threw a lot of different ideas in the pot and then threw them out and, and whatever else, mm -hmm. um, which in retrospect is, is awesome. I, 
I'm um, more of the type that I like to just go in and wing it. <laughs> um, and uh, so I had a hard time with taking forever to get everything settled and taken care of and like, let's go do this. And I didn't understand half of what other everybody was saying because I also don't really care for the online format of gaming, but at least we have it, which is nice. Yeah. Um, otherwise we wouldn't be able to do it, but, um, but yeah. That's... If we hadn't had the planning session, though, it would have been just flailing, right? I know, that's true. Okay, so you're on the planet, so what do you do? Well, I don't know, what are we supposed to do? Um, you guys created Team Assassination, Team Sabotage, and Team Distraction, all their plans. Oh, yeah. And then um, in the second part, you had Team Infiltrate, and then Team Sabotage, Team Contact Natives, and Team Neutralize Wave. So everyone had like their their different goals for the different parts of it. Mm -hmm. um, one of the one of my favorite parts of this was was April's part, <laughs> right? So she, you guys went in. So there's deck plan, there's floor plans for this building and for the area, plans and plans and plans. It's almost like a dungeon crawl. And April, you love that when I there's do just love me a dungeon crawl. There's just an objective, which is to to go in and and crawl and take treasure or whatever. In this case, you had a specific objective. Oh well, yes, he was still my treasure. <laughs> it almost, if you'd succeeded, this would have been the Lyshasa show, yeah. Lyshasa's adventure. <laughs> so you guys all went in, you had dinner, and then and then Lyshasa got left behind and got taken down to the basement. And she got to sort of see kind of what was going on down there. Um, but, and, and then she kind of like broke free using her charm ability and scouted around that whole level for a while and then went up to the upper level and like explored around there too. So mm -hmm. that kind of worked out. Yeah. really well to have a single player I, I think if the whole party was there and like dungeon crawling it it would have been kind of like okay well but this isn't D, D. yeah it would have been a little bit lame yeah they have cameras everywhere they're klingons right so yeah. but you were able to kind of like play it off like you're you're the consort you're supposed to be there and you got to him mm -hmm. and then um plan a failed and then plan b failed and it was just, you know, mm -hmm. it just was what it was. I was kind of like happy and sad at the same time, but it just kind of fell out that way. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been hard if if she had like done it all right there in that moment. I would have been like, yay, but it, it for sure would have been a little bit anticlimactic. Yeah. Um, I was rooting for it because, you know, I still wanted it to happen and what a great story, you know, but um was also like, okay, I, I, I would have been surprised if you would have let it happen and not fudge the dice on something like that, Philip, because it was so like expedient. And I was like, just no, there's no way he's gonna, he's gonna go for this. Um, I know, but it was I, my own fault. That was, the pro that was the worst part for me was that it wasn't him fudging the dice. Like I couldn't be mad right. at him for anything. It was, I just didn't think it through. Well, and I, it wasn't even that I sprung on you the fact that that building was shielded. That was something you guys knew from before. We knew before, from, be from the beginning. From some scan. Yeah. 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 And we had just forgotten. My, but that was the thing. I Once I had fallen under his spell, I kept trying to think of like, okay, well, how can I do this without actually killing him? And I was so proud of myself. I was like, oh, I'll just get to him. I'll drug him and then I'll beam him up. It'll be great. And it just completely left my mind that that it was shielded so did you you didn't know at that point that that you were drugged did you or or no, you did going into it i did i did so which okay. is why i changed my mind like well i don't have to kill him i can just bring him back you know like 
Yeah, I just want to take him as my own. Yeah, pretty much. That's that's what my my, my mindset was at that point. Yeah, <laughs> my my prize. Well, I will say my favorite thing about this is just the epic scope of it. The idea that this um, general is massing this this big old armada and he's going to take over the empire was just so epic to 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 um, warp into the system and to see, like I said, Empire Strikes Back style massive ships massive armies all ready to go all under the drug control and Krator himself like super charismatic super brilliant um they they talked about some of the other klingons who were involved the other npcs who were involved in in developing the drug and whatnot but it's really his story and just like the idea that you have to assassinate him or something and infiltrate this whole deal um just such a grand concept Super Klingon-y too. Um, I just thought, well, obviously I like this module. <laughs> uh, no, I think, really? I, I do think it was much more tactical than we had played before or have played before. It had more war game feeling. We had to do that planning, which something some of us in this room right now isn't our favorite. April, me. <laughs> yeah. That's what us to do. Um, and some of some people really love that. So in the review part of this, we should take into consideration that you might get better scores if you're a person who loves that stuff than if you don't. Yeah. Um, I do think the planning was absolutely necessary. There was too much to digest going into it. And yes, we yes, would certainly. have Star Trek people would have done that, right? We would have looked at all that stuff first. Yeah. April, I think it was so cool that you forgot it was shielded because that seemed like a real cinematic thing to have happen. Oh, it totally, yeah. I mean, I'm this in retrospect, so I'm I'm also very very happy. Yeah. <laughs> but at the time, of, I just it, oh, I was so mad. I wanted to throw something, <laughs> which is fun too. It is fun. Well, yeah. The planning session is also nice for me because then I'm not the only one studying the module. I'm not the only one who has to kind of come up with with ideas. And I can't always just pawn that off on you guys, be like, here, all right, you guys are all having to study the module now. But I, I thought it was worthwhile in this in this case. It worked. Yeah. Do I remember right too that you gave us different things to look at? Or did we do that ourselves? Um, I think, well, no, I, I put it all up on the Google Drive and you guys parceled it out, I believe. Yeah. We decided who's supposed to look at what. Mm-hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Very good. A couple of meta notes. There are a bunch of NPCs that they send to go with you um, that might... I don't really see any point to them at all. Um, that might be more useful if you have like a, a smaller group. But they kind of seemed like not just like redshirt types. They were more like uh, GM surrogate types. So in our case, really didn't need them. Um, although uh, I had Aaron like take over one of the characters at the end that was like basically from the module. I was like, well, so there could be like this uh, ambassador type guy on board the ship. Um, and so let Aaron take over that character to give his big speech. So that worked. Um, yeah, that felt nice. I was I was busy like trying to, you know, re-roll a new character. And you're like, here, why don't you take this guy instead? I'm like, thank you. It makes so much more sense. <laughs> Yeah. And then I didn't realize this when I was running the module, but there is a sequel 
to this module. And that's the triangle campaign, which we'll talk about in, um, well, some episodes from now. But uh, it's a sequel to this campaign and Crador has survived, which is kind of strange because, well, you know, he didn't survive the way we played it. So you just kind of have to use like obscure death rule, like, well, you saw him die, but did he really die? Yeah, right. You know, some sort of like thing like that. <laughs> or, uh, you know, maybe cast some doubt, you know, did is the is the is the supposed crater the real crater in the sequel or whatever yeah. but i think it was just a cool thing that they took this epic module and maybe realized the potential of this character and this plot line and and yeah. how cool it would be to kind of keep experiencing it in a way and it's it's a module that features your starfleet characters not your klingon characters yeah so it's yeah that was cool approach it from a different angle too it will be cool aaron it will be cool when we do it. It will be cool in the future. <laughs> in the future. That's right. We are totally from this timeline. That's canon. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, shall we give it a warp factor score? Sure. All right. Sure. <laughs> All right, Aaron. <laughs> You're first. You're up. What do you give it? Oh, my gosh. Well, you know me. I mean, even when I was teaching, I'm like Mr. Overdo it on the grades. I just like I, I, I can't help it. But this was an absolute stinker. It was a zero. I'm kidding. No, this was oh. a 10. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, you Woo! know, right. I don't uh, I don't have an uh, objective bone in my body. And subjectively, this was like the one of the funnest modules I have ever experienced. I mean, granted, I got to to grandstand and have an amazing monologue, which was a blast. Uh, I got to, you know, go to the Black Fleet in, in a heroic way. I mean, ultimately mm -hmm. failed, but Blue. in a heroic way, nonetheless, my name was Cocktie Balls. I mean, there's just nothing about this thing that wasn't completely epic and a blast and super fun. And I mean, you know, if I have to put on the objective hat that I don't own, but let's pretend I do for a minute. I mean, this was a really great sandbox module. It had a ton of material in it. It didn't spend a million years talking about like random, like, oh, this is what this disease looks like. And this is what this small local fauna looked like. And you're like, oh, why do I need any of this? None of this is important. I yeah. mean, again, not, uh, not the DM, we're not the game master, right? But like, from the perspective of a player who went into this and spent over an hour planning for our super fun, happy assault time, uh, there was a ton of stuff there and all of it felt important and all of it mattered in the end. And like, yes, it ended up that my plan was the right one. You're welcome. Uh, but um, It could have gone other ways though. That's, that's right. That's exactly right. That's all, I felt like all of our plans were like, had an, had a, a decent chance of working and I'm glad that we had all those backup plans because it is entirely possible that my plan would have fallen apart, um, which it did not, but it could have. <laughs> anyway, I, it just, it, and, it, yeah. And monologue. Yeah, right, thank you. <laughs> where's, the, where's the cane? Get the hook out on that guy. We'll add that to the monologue only episode for our Patreons that Eric's gonna make. N nobody yeah. actually wants to listen to that. <laughs> I want it. Ew. 
Yeah, nice, yeah. man. Our studio audience is falling asleep. Yeah, they sure are. All right, oh April. That's terrible. Um, I, I would say I would give it an 8.5, I guess. Whoa. Ooh. Um, you know, it's a good module. It's, I, you know, the sandbox version, we had a clear goal. Those are my favorite things to say it's a good module. It has those two things. I'm all for it. Um, but yeah. Sand and gold. Yeah, sand and gold. That's all I need. Sand and treasure. It's good. Um, <laughs> um, but it was it was super overwhelming. If I had been with a different group of people than this particular group, I probably would have hated this module. Like because it was just so much information in the beginning. It was a, a very much a what the fuck do we do, <laughs> you know, moment in my head. And like I said, if I had been with a different group that we all didn't know each other so well and whatever else and um, and have our various strengths and weaknesses, it this could have sucked. So yeah. So yeah, made eight to eight point five, something like that. All right. Sarah Nicole. Uh there was a lot of prep. It was wargaming. It gave you a scenario where you had to you had to look at facts and figures. I don't like any of that. Uh, it's too much work for my brain. Um, I liked that we all came up with a good plan. I liked that we had teams. I liked that we had shenanigans and fun. I liked that there was secret shit. I loved that people started turning into spies around us. Um, and I loved all the side plots. My same old thing that I always criticize, is that us or is that the module? Um, I did like that this was more cinematic in general. I felt like it drove the plot. It was moving quickly once we got down there. Things started happening pretty fast and that was fun. Phil, I think you did a good job when we played this of keeping the action going and switching to groups. So everybody felt like they were doing something the whole time, even though there were so many things happening which also gave you a minute to think about what you're going to do next. So a lot of the things I like about it in general, I think are from our group. I agree with April. I, I don't know if I'd jump right in with a new group into this universe and start with this. Um, I think it's a little advanced, um, a little more technical, right? And nice. you'd have to have a group that maybe was comfortable working together had worked together in the past. There's a lot of opportunity for deceit and death, which is super fun, but not as fun if you're brand new um, to the universe or to group. So I gave it a 7.5. That is my long speech monologue done. Bravo. Well, fantastic. I'm with you, Aaron. It's a 10 for me. <laughs> this is, I think it's the only 10 I've given in this podcast. I don't expect to give a lot more tens. Um, we're we're going on into the eighties. Dragonlance is coming out at this time, and uh, linear modules are becoming the fad. And this one, it's almost like I think it says at the beginning, this is a, a freeform adventure, and a freeform adventure. There's no set outcome or conclusion. It doesn't necessarily like Crater won't necessarily be assassinated. Uh, it sort of sets you up for that, like you know. Just do whatever the shit you want with this and uh and so it's a bit of a throwback it's 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 just masterfully done 
the author had a clear idea of what he wanted to do. And um, I mean, it just had a little bit of everything. Like I said, when you guys came into the system, you're like, should we hide the ship in the outer system and send in a shuttle? Should we like approach with the ship and try and like pretend like we're trying to join him? Just like it, it could go in any of a million different ways. And I would love for, for people out there if they wanted to run it and if something completely different happened, I would so love to hear about how it played out. But also if your group is of the mind that they don't really want to sit around for an hour and plan it out, <clears throat> I think maybe the GM could use our gameplay as a, mod, as a model and just sort of the, the GM assign people at the beginning to specific roles and just kind of play it out how we played yeah. it out. It'd still be satisfactory, not as awesome and open-ended and uh, wouldn't feel as like accomplished when you did it. But that's a good idea for people who don't know where to start with something like this or like, yeah. Yeah. Or, or thinking it looks like too much when they open it up and they're like, you've got 4,000 ground troops and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> if, if Sarah Nicole and April could have skipped that first hour and just come in and been given their jobs, there, there still was so much here for them that yeah. they could enjoy. Um, so much fun. Uh, just Basically what we did. Well, basically what we <laughs> yeah, did. What we did. <laughs> Mentally. Yeah. I think I came up with team names. Important yeah. hashtag. Yeah. The GM and the, the captain could sit down or, or whatever. Yeah, that, that first hour, my first thought was, I'm just going to go in and assassinate him. Get me yeah. in there. And then that was that was all I contributed. That was the plan A. <laughs> that was, was plan A. And um and that was that was from the get-go. I was like, this is what I'm doing. But it was sure oh, fun. Yeah. It made great storytelling. <laughs> it was I loved yeah. I loved that having to figure out how the mind drug was getting into the ship. The fact that there was a mind drug, yeah, and how to um, how to neutralize it. There's so much sciencey stuff there. It's very science. It's very Star Trekky. Yeah. Um, sure, it did feel like a season finale, right? Like a two part season yeah. finale, right? Yeah, for sure. Well, that's why I keep saying it was the the last of our Klingon trilogy. Of course, there's more Klingon modules down the road, but this really felt like we were set up for like a, a grand, like this is it this is the big we were set up and the fact that it has a, a sequel again just contributes to its legendary status i really think anyone who's going to do a klingon campaign should really consider doing this one i yeah. just think it's yeah. is this considered legendary like within the the, the fandom i mean we just played it because you suggested it phil and we just trust you inherently but i mean is not this... at all no it's super obscure it's is just it really such a wow. shame yeah, even though, you know, and I, I have a, um, I'm talking to some other people as we're preparing the Triangle campaign. Who were you talking um, to? How dare you? <laughs> I have a, a Facebook talk group. to other people about RPGs. Um, I mean, I'm including you, but. Um, okay, <laughs> never mind. Go ahead. Yeah, so, so um, people who are running the Triangle campaign, which is the sequel, are also even just vaguely aware of the original module that it's riffing off of, at least in part. And it's like, hey, come on, man, this is a great one. So we um, are, you know, I think we've given it, even um, those, not everyone has given it a 10, it still gets a really high score, probably the highest average score of any module we've done so far. So hopefully um, we give it its rightful place in the pantheon of modules, go us. 
use the word pantheon everybody God, yeah. <laughs> i think i want to raise my score to an eight philip note that Ooh. in a spreadsheet i'm gonna raise okay. it okay and april you said 8.5 i did oh man you guys thank you very much and of course, you know, it's only enhanced by by people reading the the, the novel. We can't. Yeah. If you haven't listened to our, our uh, recap of the novel in episode 11, The Natural Order, go back and do that, too, because that really enhances um, uh, the experience of, of playing these kind of Klingons. It, it lends so much flavor. Yeah. Well, you should play that module as well before this one, just to, to get your feet wet. Agreed. Similar modules in, in a way, but yeah, this one was great. Okay, and that's our review of Termination 1456. We hope you like what you heard. If you did, please subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. It really helps us out. Anytime you review us and put a nice five-star review, it really, 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 really helps, dear listeners. Yes. Please, thank you. We love you. We also want to hear from you. So visit our website at www.rpgpopclub.com or email us at rpgpopclub at gmail.com. We love feedback. We thrive on it. So please feed us. Nice. Only nice emails. <laughs> and hey, we're, we're, we're thinking about what else to do. So if you have any ideas, let us know. Yeah, things that are not Star Trek because some of us like April and Sarah Nicole might want to just be in some other genres for a little bit, which is always our intention. We're still going to do all Star Trek. Don't worry if you're only here for the Star Trek. We're never ending our Star never Trek. Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, and 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 was it David, Daniel, uh, Dwayne? Uh, oh my God, uh, Dale! What's his name? Dale. Dale. Get in touch, man. If you're still alive, we'd love to hear from you. This is a Stop great it. module. Stop Why? It. I'm not allowed to? Come on. You know, I'm right. speculate whether people are dead. People that we might want to talk to and gush at. And or if you've written a module um, that's in uh, in this or any other pop culture fandom and you're a listener and you'd like us to talk to you, we probably want to talk to you or we yeah. want to play your stuff. Like, come talk. Yeah. Or if you have some homebrew weird thing that's you're like, nobody wants to play this. We do. <laughs> that's who we are so you know, come find us um we just told you where to find us go to our instagram d slide into our dms you know etc oh um, yeah oh yeah hey do you guys uh april and aaron do you have anything you want to plug you want to shout out any social media things and if that's a no that's absolutely fine too but <laughs> you go you have any charity initiatives anything um like you're like, go donate to this person. Anything cool movies you've heard about? I don't. Just go to our Patreon. <laughs> go to there the Chicago go. Lyric Opera. Or yeah, or yeah. Um, we're actually um, the lyrics gonna be um, putting out some some videos um, of uh, choral numbers that I'll be in <laughs> pretty soon. Here, we've been doing some work on um, some Verdi choruses and. Uh, and some other stuff so yeah um i'm gonna plug similar to that san diego opera has a sponsor chorister thing right now and i'm one of the people you can sponsor so that i get to come back when we ever do opera again yeah so go pay them some money i think if you're in san diego you get to eat lunch with me (laughs) it's one of the that's awesome but honestly having lunch with spock 
yeah pretty much. i'll wear my spock ears all the same you know yeah. <laughs> well add that as a patreon thing too if you give us twelve hundred dollars we'll fly to you and eat lunch once covid's over how about right. that wow and we'll buy lunch that. <laughs> uh, I would I, I would actually like to um, plug the find a what is the name of the foundation it's the find a maybe dead uh, module author from oh the 1980s foundation <laughs> motherfucker um, <laughs> you're dead I am yeah. dead it's true oh my I'm goodness dead. you guys I'm trying to you're nice. welcome I'm never asking if you want to plug anything again. Uh, I will say for, we did mention our Patreon. Our Patreon right now is covering maybe some of the cost of just producing this. So we're not plugging our Patreon so that we can be rich. We just want to be able to physically keep making this <laughs> this podcast. <laughs> like period. So, um, you know, every buck helps. So even if you sign up for the dollar or $5 tier, just if you enjoy the show and uh, want to, you know, throw down, we do, we are in the discord. So if you go in there and want to talk to us, we are there looking around for people to talk to and ready to chat. <laughs> like that sounds like a chat line, right? Hey, <laughs> we're, we're ready. ready to mingle. We're waiting to chat with you. Oh, no. Aaron is in the chat, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, that's right. Bring all y'all. All right. Anyway, what module are we doing next week, Phil? I'm glad you asked, Sir Nicole. We are doing Demand of Honor. Hmm. Uh, this module has a big old picture of a Klingon, not a Klingon, a Gorn on the cover. So you know just what you're getting into. So we will, of course, be watching arena the famous gorn episode well i'll be watching that right aaron oh yeah did you know i speak gorn <laughs> we'll talk more about that next week <laughs> have people uh, said anything about this module Phil? Has anybody i haven't it? seen anything again you would think you're gonna hear it here first that's right. everybody dear listeners get ready that's right well cool. thanks for listening everybody We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for being here, Apes and Aaron. Yeah, yeah thanks, thanks for having us. Bye. 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 Later, Gator. Yeah.